This NBA picks edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win five. Hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/edge to get started today. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Oh, I mean, what what drama? What high high drama? Oh, high drama in the Hello, National NBA. Basketball can Association. Can you just play the music? <laughs> yes, I can uh, get that going there. Do you sound a little quiet to you? I sound pretty good, Ryan. Pretty okay, good. Just me. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our league. Oh, they couldn't write this script. LeBron James down 0-3 back against the wall. He's got to come back and win it all, right? Not if Nikola Jokic has anything to say about it. Cash that Nuggets. Uh, I mean, we gave it out for the edge boost uh, last night, Ryan. Edge boost. Nuggets money line and of course uh, cash in uh, Nuggets for the series, man. Like I, I really like the Nuggets, but did not see it going in four. Honestly, this was uh, again everyone said it on Twitter. This is what happens when the uh, the Writers Guild uh, is on strike. They they can't figure out how to get past four games, and also when you bring in uh, refs not from Delaware County. AKA uh, home to the most crooked NBA ref. So this is, this is what you get. You get four Oh sweeps, possibly four Oh sweeps in both conference titles. I mean, if we can't rely on crooked refs in this world, what can we rely on? Ryan? The irony of how easy that joke was to write. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I, I do. Yeah. I mean, look, the, this is not great. We now are mm. more than a week away from more from championship basketball. The finals don't start till June 1st. June first, they're right around the corner. We're going to get a full recap of the Nuggets and the Lakers, and then of course uh, breaking down pivotal Game Four: Miami Heat, Boston Celtics. Uh, we'll be joined by the guys from the NBA Gambling Podcast, Terrell and Scott. Before we do that, of course, shout out to Edge Boost. Imagine if you use that Edge Boost on that sweet Nuggets money line. Well, again, you would able to uh, have an opportunity to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right. 0% interest. Are you kidding me? All you got to do deposit the funds. Edge boost will match your deposit. You can use two X the funds on any legal sports betting site. 
Bet now, pay later. The world's first uh, bet now, pay later Visa card. What more do you want? Uh, my edge double down play of the day. I'll save it because we're only giving out one game. I'll save it for the end here, but uh, not a huge fan of this Boston Celtics team. I'll leave it at that. Of course, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge must be 21 or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling. Call 1 800 Gambler. This gentleman, he's a gambler. He's a rambler. You know him from the NBA pod, the uh, WNBA pod. You hear him on the MLB pod, the NFL pod, the tennis gambling podcast. Mr. Scott Reichel. What's happening, Scott? Said gambling parlays. Anybody got any parlays? <laughs> no. How's it going? What's you up? are doing the uh, the Chappelle Clayton Bigsby uh, scratching yeah. of your face, mm-hmm. looking for a little bit more action. And uh, again, Scott. What's great about Scott is he's a very sharp, methodical better, but also a true degen at heart. Loves some uh, loves some uh, sweet parlays and uh, looking fresh here. Got a haircut. Got a shave. Uh, looking uh, looking ready for these NBA finals. Even though we're gonna have to wait a little bit. Yeah, it's a big occasion. It's not often you see LeBron get swept before the NBA Finals. So you know, I got a haircut for the occasion, and I'm ready to roll. I love it. Love it. That is that could bring some uh, nice symmetry to his career. Uh, went out like a bitch early with a sweep in the finals, and then to go out uh, getting your layup blocked like that. Yeah, I mean, again, can't be the last. The moment, case right? for LeBron's legacy is obviously him playing at such a high level for so long. Yeah, he's awesome. The case against, at least when comparing him to Michael Jordan, is Michael Jordan won every finals he was in, and he wasn't getting swept by this uh, Nuggets team. But again, he didn't play this far yeah. into his career. He never had to play a, a, the Joker. I mean, <laughs> which is I, just I like how Sean's going. You know, like slowly, methodically, but respectfully talking about how LeBron, you know, went up against a great team. And Kramer's looking over, like, yeah, LeBron's kind of like a bitch. Like, you know, it's just <laughs> well, the exact look. opposite type of you know way to describe. Oh, good cop, bad uh, cop. Oh, yeah. we should bring Terrell on, but I, my, my, my take is I am a big time LeBron Stan, and it sucks watching him go out like a bitch. Yeah, sucks watching him look go out like a bitch. Joining us now from the NBA Gambling Pod, WNBA Gambling Pod, plenty podcast. You know him, you love him, the villain himself, Mister Terrell Furman. What's happening, Terrell? What's going on, fellas? It's not every day that we are here to have a funeral. For the Lakers, while uh, on the same day the books are all partying because they just got rid of probably their largest liability in a what? very long time. What a sweat! Yeah, we had uh, Derek Stevens, uh, owner operator of the beautiful Circus Sports out there in Vegas, and I always, I always want to know what Derek's sweating because he is kind of a DJ at heart, and he's like, "Oh, the Lakers would be bad. The Lakers would be bad because again, they started out what two and ten the season, and every every Laker fan that's out from LA visiting Vegas, oh, I'll throw a couple." Bucks at 25 to 1, 50 to 1. You know, there were there were some really to one. Yeah, there were some crazy prices, especially if you found that bottoming out point. I mean, they, they, even their odds to make the playoffs were plus money for a decent uh, portion of the season. So, in some ways you could say like, "Hey, Lakers, you you turned it around. You got to the Western Conference they, Finals." They say at any given time, 25% of Vegas is people from Southern California. Yeah, so you could <laughs> see how it's pretty easy to uh, stack up a ton of Lakers liability. Uh, Sean, I was just, uh, yes. uh, we, you know, uh, a fellow, a, a bookmaker, we, a, a guy we know who mm-hmm. operates in the gray streets, just slid into the old uh, 
I, I was thinking if this was a good time to debut our other our fun gimmick. I, I was gonna say he slid into the Instagram DMs. Okay. And I was gonna pretend like I was pulling out my Instagram live <laughs> and get no, we don't wanna we don't wanna do that yet. But no, uh yeah, books got books got a this is a glorious day. Champagne popped in the books. Big time. Yeah, they got to They got to be pretty stoked. I imagine there's some Nuggets liability, but <laughs> but but Terrell, what is it about this Nuggets team? I feel like they've just kind of down for for what their record was in the regular season. Considering they had a guy, you know, now that you see the playoff shakeout, obviously great case for him MVP. Why have people been doubting this Nuggets team seemingly all season? It's just the history of the Nuggets organization yeah. and how far, like, they've had good teams before. They've been top seeds in the West before and they've had opportunities. And one after another, trust me, I was one of the biggest ones that I said, the Nuggets are going to have to prove it to me that they can make up, that they can have a playoff run and get to the NBA Finals. It was so much about Jokic being this great player as he is, and he definitely is, but. There's still that monkey off your back of getting to the NBA finals, of winning an NBA finals. Giannis was able to get it off his back and be able to get it done. This could be Jokic's opportunity to do the same. Uh, not, I mean, yeah, I, I, well, I, I just think that, you know, some, sometimes, well, no, because I was going to, I was debating if I wanted to go down the Russell Wilson path. Mm. The city, the they're, dangerous. They're, well, you take on a devil like that, <laughs> and you've sold yourself for something. So I, perhaps, but, I, but again, <laughs> what did uh, what did the Nuggets making the NBA Finals cost well, you? Well, it's a it's a just city thing. It's a city, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just everything. the Broncos. Well, that's actually a good take. But uh, I'll the more I said this last time we talked, the more Nuggets games we have, the more we get to see Fat Shop Sean Payton sitting mm. sit courtside. Oh yeah, which or, it, well, he, you can there's never... no position he he can't in the coach's picture. He looked like some sort of rhinoceros sitting down. <laughs> he just can't look normal. He well, was leaning over in one of the still shots where they captured him, where it just looked like his nipple was like attached to his <laughs> kneecap. He does not that look, year off was real. Oh, he, he was doing, some, I mean, <laughs> he looks really, really big. The, the catering on the Fox set, you know, you get the craft services. They got bagels everywhere. It's you put on 15 pounds right away. You yeah. didn't do any walking up and down the field <laughs> you, every Sunday. You understand there were also some Chasing videos going 20. around uh, in his own house or with his kids. Let's just say he's taking advantage of his environment. Can we say that? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, look, this, this is a guy who knowing that he was about to get a contract worth north of $10 million a year was still on the fence 50, 50 about staying in the media with Fox. Well, craft and services is a, is a it is pretty two first round picks for a fat white guy. <laughs> well, he, he also can call a good play once in a while. Well, He's the it, first coach I've ever seen take a bong rip. So I'm going to give him a pass. Oh, I'm saying. Wait, how did man. this become a Sean Payton rose session? Wait, oh it wasn't a rose session. I'm just saying. I said he took advantage of his surroundings. You know what Colorado has, and he's been taking advantage wait, of it. So, so there's there, wait. Uh, uh, so now that I'm caught up with what Scott was talking about, he, <laughs> Scott's usually a little bit more direct. So there's video of Sean Payton ripping it, ripping a bong. I believe I saw that a couple oh, of weeks well, ago. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get the change, team on that one. Change my opinion. Uh, can, scratch. Josh, where are you at? <laughs> well, also too with Sean Payton, you're talking about him looking a little fat. It's tough to tell if his cheeks are chubby or if he's just got a massive wad of dip in because he is he's notorious <laughs> for having like big chaws. Just um, picture him out taming some wild bronco. 
<laughs> going nuts there. Uh, getting it back to Lakers Nuggets, Scott. You were just—I mean, talk about uh, uh, LeBron's funeral here. You were just—you were <laughs> digging the grave personally for D'Angelo Russell. Every game, just piling on the dirt. Uh, I'm assuming I didn't actually see. Did you give out points, rebounds, and assists, or just points today? And I'm assuming it hit right. I was taking PRA yeah. uh, for the for every game basically because I figured <laughs> when you're going to factor in X amount of rebounds and assists for games, but you think the guy shouldn't be on the floor whatsoever, just give me the higher number and I'll take the under because he's not going to get enough workload. He went well under. It was 17 and a half in game three. It was 17 and a half again in game four. I believe he had eight tonight. Uh, he only played 15 <laughs> minutes. Uh, was never in doubt. He finally got benched. It took them about three games too long to bench him, but they finally got him off the court. Yeah, yeah. But How the point they... is, oddsmakers didn't adjust between games three and four. And I guess the argument was he was doing a decent job at assisting and rebounding. But once again, he can't guard anybody. So if you want to tell me that this guy, any player, regardless of what I think of D'Angelo Russell's past and how I've never really been a big fan of his, if he's a complete liability on the court and everyone can tell that this guy should not be on the court as much as he has been, and you're expecting a smaller workload, then I'm going to keep taking the unders and I'm going to wait for you to make an adjustment. And the books did not make a single adjustment in PRA from games three to four. And they got buried because most people thought to themselves, Russell played 20 minutes in game three. If you watch game three, it felt like he played 40 minutes because he was brutal the entire game. I think he went <laughs> one for eight from the floor. He played 15 minutes. I thought he'd play less. He did. And once again, he was ineffective, but it was also, you know, good for me, a bit of a victory lap because I've been critical of D'Angelo Russell for years. <laughs> I got into a bit of beef with Timberwolves Twitter earlier this year. <laughs> I said that D'Angelo Russell is really not a great player. He's a high volume, low efficient, you know, score and he doesn't guard anybody. And Timberwolves fans came at me saying, look at his numbers for this. What are you talking about? You're being a hater. And then he got traded for post prime Mike Connolly a week later. So I think I won that one. But the point is. I've never been a big fan of Russell. I don't consider him a winning basketball player. He, I think he's a good sixth man. He can give you some, you know, microwave scoring. But if you give him any serious minutes, he will get torched defensively. And as a result, they couldn't use him. So the odds makers didn't adjust and we cleaned up. Speaking about digging a grave, uh, I, I know you've been you've been a vocal doubter of this Boston Celtics team the entire season, Terrell. I, I feel like it even dates back to last year. Just the idea that it does. They, no, this they, has been going on about yeah, three years now. It's been a it's been a long time, and I I see every once in a while the the Celtics fans will pop their head up and chirp at you and like, oh, you're you're just a hater, blah blah blah, and you come at them very rationally of just no, I I just think they're going to be a constant disappointment. And you know, during the Sixers series, I kept saying like, I actually think Doc is out coaching them. Eventually, the Sixers it, uh, somehow somehow the Sixers team was softer than the Celtics team, but they certainly had their opportunities to win that series. And, and I said it online, like I I think I think the Celtics were worse off by winning that series against the Sixers. Like almost if they would have lost that series to the Sixers, that would have been easier to write off than what is happening right now. Down <laughs> 0-3 to this heat team. What's your take on uh what's your take on Heat Celtics so far? Oh, man, I'm really not the guy to try to kick somebody when they're down and <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> really, heard you taking really it easy on them because it's the so point bad. that I was 
I, I could really, really sit in here and drive in the point that I was 100% right. And Do it for the Celtics fans that were trash talking you the whole year, not yeah. for the team. Let's go for Let's try to get you motivated a bit. Do it for the people that criticized you the whole year. No, we need, to, mean, we need to play the Rocky music. Let's go, unleash. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people that did criticize my hate and thought that it was purely based on hate. But, I mean, the numbers back it up as they were the worst team straight up as a favorite over the course of the year. And if you bet them on the money line every game straight up as a favorite, you would be down about $800, $900 if you're $100 better. So, you know, that that's also going in the favor. Not to mention that they have not covered and will not cover one single series spread throughout the entire Crazy. playoffs. Like, yeah, I mean, three we were... spreads, all of them plus two and a half. Didn't cover any of them. <laughs> well, I think you tweeted out uh, Heat plus two and a half. Cash that. It's crazy to catch that after the first two games. I I know we were on the Heat for the What's series. What's even crazier yeah. is cashing Heat plus one and a half <laughs> yes. and with plus money in the first three games. That's even crazier. And, and I I I'm on Heat plus two and a half Heat uh, for the series, and then also unfortunately over five and a oh, half. Yeah, like I I thought we would get some little fight, but not, not a. Tremendous fight, but Get, I mean, I'll, it'll still be great because the uh, the Heat series I think was plus four hundred so four fifteen at Boston because Boston has inadvertently had me hedging this game because now I have a Heat plus four hundred money line and I have an over ticket, yeah. so I'm just like, man, I really don't need to bet on this anymore. I have my bets no, already I, played yeah. out. No, and, and I think we all uh, we some of us agreed that Heat win game one win series was also a great bet. And I think some of us also agreed that Jimmy Butler finals oh, MVP yeah. eighteen to one was something we should invest in. I did that live on the air well, show. And Great idea by me. And CLV uh, over here. I'm CLV rock hard. superstar. Just Make rock sure. hard with some CLV. <laughs> Make sure you get uh, the uh, the Air Jordan H E I R oh. Jordan uh, shirts in the merch store. Ours are on the way. They're pretty uh, sweet. Can't wait to rock those. Uh, Scott, uh, talking about the Heat. I mean. Is this surprising the, the what we're seeing out of this Heat team? What's your what's your handle on the Heat uh, Celtics series so far? So when you say surprising, do you mean once we saw their full form against the Bucks? Do you mean like a couple months ago when it looked like they were going to yeah, potentially not? Even they were make the down playoffs? in the play-in game. Like what? What it, was it? Just as simple as like once they were officially in the playoffs, they flipped the switch. I mean, I'm lucky we got on the Heat, you know, last series and and some on the uh, on Milwaukee, but like. As a guy who's a Butler fan and 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 like Spolcher as a coach, they certainly limped their way in, and especially ATS, like they were, I uh, I mean, one of the worst teams the worst against team. the spread. The yeah, yeah, they were the worst in the regular season. What do you think is switched for this Heat team? Well, first of all, just full disclosure, I'll admit when I win and when I lose, I don't think I've been more wrong about a team in my entire life. The Miami mm. Heat this year. I thought they should have blown it up arguably halfway through the year. It was rough. They couldn't yeah. cover games. They couldn't. It, it seemed like they were going to miss bad. the playoffs potentially. Then they lose it to Atlanta in the first play in game. Yeah. They're down three with like three minutes to go in the other play in <laughs> yeah. game. And you think they might blow the whole team up. And now they're one game away from the NBA finals. It really just seems like they flipped the switch as basic as that sounds. And you can make an argument that some of the role players who you might have been lower on all just started shooting the ball insanely well. You had Martin who started hitting a bunch of shots. You've seen Vincent emerge as a serious threat off the bench. It's not even really a Lowry and a Kevin Love thing who were the veteran guys who are supposed to make contributions. It's mostly just been the unsung, undrafted heroes for this team that have just been able to give constant effort. But you're looking at the overall roster, 
and none of it really makes any sense besides Jimmy Butler just potentially being uh, Michael Jordan's son. But you're looking at potentially well, what we'll the Heat have, have been doing. That, uh... I I can't really explain it. It's mostly just Spolster being a phenomenal coach. But just for reference, they're giving Cody Zeller minutes, and they're one game away from the NBA Finals. <laughs> and he's like, looking I don't good know if I can explain this. This is something well, that is... I have an explanation actually. Okay. The cue the next files music. Okay. Because, again, to give a little, you gotta give a little. To get a little, you gotta give a little. And the Denver Broncos and the Miami Dolphins might have historically bad seasons this year because of what it took to get these teams to Oh, I like this. <laughs> the sports gods can I, well, only that, give out there, so much. There is some of it. that. We, I have been predicting the Boston Cliff, and it seems like it's coming fast. 12 championships in a, in a couple decades, and now just well, right and, off the and, edge. And, and Lonte in the, in the chat uh, from the NBA pod as oh. well saying, uh, you know, Haslam's leadership is the key. Uh, Udonis. Uh, yeah, he's certainly given something to that Miami bench. I mean, th- to me, it starts with the Celtics coaching. I, very much, everyone's seeing the same thing of like this guy is, you know, Missoula has lost the well, team. Isn't that what stands and out? We, more we were than... all over that last last series. Somehow they still won that what series against the... the Sixers. But I, I'm all, in a weird way, I'm almost happy because what this will... Sixers team would have got just fucking destroyed by this Heat team. What will the the I mean, yeah, I guess it seems like maybe coaching matters still. Maybe trying matters. Uh, trying, trying and coaching, and coaching yeah. really matter well, in the NBA. I wanted to mention since I kind of half answered your question without really saying anything. If I had to give the reason why I think Miami's been so successful, it's going to sound extremely cliche, and I'm going to use the buzzword heat culture. But you mentioned trying. I think it's toughness and grit. Yeah. As unquantifiable as that sounds, it's really the best explanation I have. It just feels like every series that Miami's in, they are the significantly tougher team, both mentally and physically. And they're not afraid of just constantly trying to land haymakers and exchange punches for 48 minutes. And from what I've seen in the playoffs, a lot of these teams have tapped out. We've seen Milwaukee. They were a Durant half shoe size away from not winning a title. And you think about Milwaukee's past with Budenhoser and how they used to choke in the playoffs all the time. They've been a relatively soft team in the playoffs in the past. And then some injury luck paid. You know, I'm not going to criticize Milwaukee's ring, but still they were a bit fortunate in hindsight to win the ring. So they got through that. The Knicks had toughness. They didn't really have a lot of offensive game planning, but even that series, the Knicks arguably gave the heat their most competitive series because the Knicks also kind of matched their level of toughness and Bowler got hurt, which was a free win for New York. But this series has really just been about toughness and coaching. And yes, I know Missoula is not a great coach. He also was put in pretty much an impossible position because he wasn't supposed to be the coach until you had a scandal right before the season started and you had to scramble for Missoula though. Yes. The coaching is bad. And apparently watching the town four times a week doesn't count as a film session. (laughs) But I do think that Tatum and Brown and the rest of the main core of this team are incredibly soft. And even Horford, who's a veteran leader, who's doing the timeout signal, and then Butler does it to him in game three, and Horford's about to cry on the court. You have Marcus Smart cursing at Butler, saying, we beat you last year, shut up. And it's like, what does that have to do with that's anything? That's not even trash talking. That's no, that's so... not even because you didn't even win the title. You can't <laughs> yes. even pull a Clay Thompson four ring fingers if you didn't win the damn title. <laughs> yeah. So it just seems like Boston's incredibly soft. Milwaukee was incredibly soft. The Knicks were tough. They just didn't have much talent in hindsight because they... Randall checked out of the series. But I think the way I describe the Heat's run, they are just significantly tougher mentally than every other team that they faced 
And a big reason is Heat culture and Jimmy Bowler, because Bowler has led by example. He said in the post-game press conference of Game 7 last year, we're going to be back. We're going to do this. It looked dark at times, but he led by example. And, you know, Bowler wasn't going to let any of his players give half-assed efforts. And I can't say the same for other teams in the Eastern Conference. He and and to your point, they they punked the Knicks. Remember, the Knicks were saying out loud, "They're this team wants it more." So I, <laughs> I, I I do think it's all about that. And the, and the one thing I would say about Boston, just to pile on the softness of this team, they they went to Miami and they got dressed up in like a Miami costume party. Mm. Tatum, Tatum with his wore white, all white to all, a funeral. That's a <laughs> bold move. Horford wore this just the the kind of shirt that I mean. Again, like you need to bring backup clothes if that's what your plan was, because you sitting in a fucking tropical button down, uh, answering questions about your tough, horrible look. <laughs> he looked like he was about to have a mai tai, and he's talking horrible about horrible look. <laughs> he he was hilarious. He goes, and what uh, teams that are down oh three are zero and one forty nine. So. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> well, one one hundred and fifty now. If you, oh yeah, if you adjust now, the numbers, yeah, so you, you're right. Um, that's hilarious. And uh, so, Mark Drumheller on Twitter, friend of the program, oh. he he said uh, to Tatum's all white outfit, dude gets baptized by Butler in his backyard and comes to Miami dressed for his holy communion. So, <laughs> it really, so good. It really did seem. Such my niece just had line. her first communion, and it really kind of oh. reminded me. But like, I mean, can so, you really quantify it though? Because Miami went from being basically a mediocre basketball team to suddenly becoming a world beater. And the only thing I could really describe it as is just good coaching and toughness as, as cliche as that sounds, I can't really explain it. This is one of the most impressive NBA runs I've ever seen. It's an eight seed that was on the verge of being eliminated before the bracket even started. And they're one game away from going to the championship. This is unprecedented. Like I can't think of another run like this. You could argue the Knicks making the finals in like 99 but that was a lockout was a year. It was a shortened yeah. season. There was a lot of weird stuff going on with contracts that year. Is this like the most impressive run in recent NBA history? Because if they win the title, this might be the greatest run in arguably the history of sports Blood to the actually water. win a champion. I mean, Air Jordan, right? He he realized like holy, like once they once the regular the season and the in between season, aka the playing game ended, he just smelled they they smelled blood in the water, and, well, and he well, went to his got, teammates. He said. I we, like we literally if I I can punk their best player and that's all you got to do. Basically and, and in some extent Rand you could argue that Randall like got the treatment uh, of Giannis and then Tatum and it, and it worked because all three guys like they chose not to fight. Well, it's like when it, you watch those nature videos and the the Rams are about to do battle and one Ram just goes off and realizes like I'm not fucking with that dude. That's what happened in these series. Yes. Jason Tatum is not a top five player. He's not a top ten player. I wouldn't start a franchise with Jason Tatum. It, very I small dog energy. Get him out of my locker room. He hasn't get hit a fourth quarter shot since he hit that uh, that it was I think a three, and he put up fifty against the Sixers. He hasn't hit a fourth. LeBron quarter did this in the fourth quarter too. Stop passing the ball, bitch. Yeah, take the shot. Even I'll take the shot. <laughs> if shoot I'm feeling it, it, I'll take the shoot. shot. Uh, chat Stephen B Ranger pointing out uh, Houston Rockets in '93. He's a oh. he's a Houston guy. I mean Jordan was uh, okay. playing baseball, so that well he, he was playing baseball. He yeah, wasn't right. he wasn't playing baseball. He, I'm he trying to remember was the, the '93 run. I'm trying to remember which year was the year that they had, Drexler was the year after, right? Because that arguably was the more impressive run because they were down. Was it two nothing to Phoenix and they came back from two nothing down? I think. Yeah, I I don't uh, I'll have to look. That they were up. a five seed though. The, the Heat were an eight seed. Yeah, like, and, this has never happened. Before. And especially to your point, if they win the championship, 
it's it's more impressive in some ways than even like the Eagles with uh, Nick Foles or you know crazy runs in March Madness because How those did the are Eagles even get the Eagles were a one seed show? though they were How a one seed with even home get men in, mentioned in this show because you can make question, an argument right? based it's on Nick the Foles. odds like there was no reason to even bring that up <laughs> he he just wanted to even though the Eagles had yes. home field because they had the one seed in the right like, because, like, he, like story, are you listening know? to the conversation <laughs> I'm like hmm I can fit the Eagles in right here. Comparison, it's going to be flawed because it's soccer for a comparison. Oh. Mid season basically the review right now. Oh, this is the Leicester City run, basically. Wow. Like, I oh, can't yeah. describe what's well, happening. Well, because well, Leicester my, City was eight thousand to one to start the season. But yeah, and, and the Heat mid season were like two hundred to one or like one hundred and fifty to one when they were down to oh, the Bulls. Wow. If you wanted to take it in play, I mean, yeah. Wasn't there like a 300 to one ticket on the heat? If you there, took it midway through that bulls game, there's probably some, yeah. I mean, a lot of places, I don't know how much they offer future game, but still the, uh, my point was it's more impressive in some ways because it's like a best of seven series. It's not just yeah. like yeah. single elimination it's games and you're, and you're getting, you know, hot and whatever you have to be the better team because you're, it's a seven game. Well, series. the irony, cause we did discuss this being more wide open than most NBA seasons. Some people even even compared it to March Madness, so very fitting for an eight seed to be a, a play-in team. Remember, remember mm. we said the play-in was stupid because <laughs> no play-in team had ever made. Yeah, so the that's NBA my finals. only thing with all of this, and that's this is just like the only thing that I would just wish that could gotta go back because what if the play-in didn't exist? Mm. Yeah, and the Boston Celtics had to play the Miami Heat, who would have been a seven seed. Oh, and got swept in the first <laughs> round. <laughs> oh man, that would be so much more painful for Celtics. Although well, the Bruins so, and the Celtics, so much worse. This is good. This is good because at least like they built up and they said, "Oh, we lost the series spread, but we still won." Okay, we still won the series. Oh, we lost the series spread again, but we still won the series. Oh, okay, and then you get to the mountaintop, and it's like <laughs> this was bad though because we we've now seen like just a full full multiple round playoff sample size of Jason Tatum being a bitch. Even in his some of his best moments, it, it was remember he was being he was a hero because he took a shot when yes. he was one for fourteen. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, no shit. No shit. Lube uh, All right. Lube Gaming in the YouTube chat says we have a play in. It's called the regular season. Wow. Okay. So stupid. You must be a college football fan. Uh Stephen B, of <laughs> course, checking in saying Terrell really hates Boston and I love it. All right, let's yeah. get to some picks. Uh not only for game five, or sorry, game four, Eastern Conference Finals, but also uh, maybe some early thoughts for the NBA finals before we get to that. Shout out to Shady Rays. Rocking my Shady Rays in studio. Love my Shady Rays. Shady Rays are the sunglass that pays. That's right. You can win $500 cash courtesy of us and Shady Rays. All you got to do is buy a couple pairs of Shady Rays over at shadyrays.com. Use the promo code SGPN. You're getting 50% off already, and you get a chance to win $500. That is. That is uh, an EV opportunity if I ever heard one. Love my shady rays, and uh, again, don't worry about uh, losing them, breaking them, running them over in my truck, uh, leaving them at the gym. Uh, you know, losing them at stadium swim doesn't matter. They will replace your shades, no question asked. All you got to do is go to shadyrays.com, use code SGPN, get fifty percent off two plus pairs of these sweet polarized shades. I'm rocking in studio. Then head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com/shady for your chance to win the five hundred dollar Shady May 
contests. Uh, before we get to the game four picks, uh, get a get a thought on the game, maybe some props that are jumping out to the guys. Terrell, what do you think? Uh, assuming, and it does mm. it does feel like a pretty good assumption right now. I did consider betting uh, Nuggets uh, for the series at minus three thousand uh, yesterday, but mm. my limits at the <laughs> account was like, all right, I can only win thirty two dollars. I still consider doing it, but uh, should have parlayed it with the Celtics. Yeah, I, they wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me parlay <laughs> the series. But um, oh wait, not with the Celtics. Parlay with the Heat. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, like, I think they were. I think they were <laughs> minus nine hundred. Well, yeah. Cut into that minus three thousand, turn into like a fifteen hundred yeah. or something. Yeah. Lock uh, it up. What do you think they? What do you think? Assuming uh, we have Celtics a uh, Heat, or sorry, not Celtics Heat. I'm all over the place. Wow. Assuming we have Heat Nuggets, Terrell, what do you think the series price will be at? I think that the Nuggets are going to be a favorite. I've been trying to decide if they were going. If it is a sweep, I think that the Nuggets are about a dollar fifty, so minus one fifty favorite somewhere around there. Pretty similar to where they were against the Lakers, but. If the Celtics steal a game, mm. then you might see a overreaction, and it might be into the minus two hundred range for the Nuggets at that point. But that's about as far as I think it'll go in the NBA Finals. So right now, the future price, um, some places, uh, minus two seventy five for the Nuggets, two fifty for the Heat. Celtics sixteen hundred, just covering themselves there. So. Uh, yeah. I mean that that's a that's a bit off of that. So uh, I'll be interested to see uh, what happens. I mean, you you have to make Denver the favorite. They haven't lost a home game, mm-hmm. but at some at some point you you realize and the books have done this now finally with with Miami and Boston. But at some point you just have to realize that Michael Jordan's playing basketball again. And get so the, fuck the issue out of the for the issue that the Nuggets are having in series and you know, the thing that they kind of got away with, with in this series of the Lakers is the fact that the Heat have defenders that can guard guards and Jamal Murray's not going to be able to put up 35 every single game against the Miami Heat. Like, I just don't think that's possible with Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, uh, Gabe Vincent and Max Strews. What did he average again? Like thirty-two point three points per game. Yeah, in the series he had like, like fifty. Something. He had an amazing series. Like he's great. actually, he's actually wore out the name Bubble Murray. I really don't think I can legitimately call him <laughs> Bubble Murray anymore after that. Uh, <laughs> unless the, this is all, and honestly, truly, he needs I have a fifty been thinking point that this all might be a simulation, and we're actually all yeah. in a giant bubble. I've actually considered that because that's the only thing that can make sense of this playoff run right now. It's amazing. It's great. I will but, say, I did have to hit the the reset button a lot when we were doing the Sims during the pandemic, so maybe we created a loop. <laughs> we're yeah. stuck. We're stuck in the simulation. All right, uh, let's get to which the, side are you taking? Like, let's say it does open. I mean, I, I'm I'd be willing. I'm to, taking the heat. Mm. What like what what's the price you need to take the Heat? Nuggets haven't lost a home game in the playoffs. Um, just give me like two one eighty <laughs> two hundred. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it feels yeah. like plus one seventy five. I mean, if I'm getting plus money with the Heat, I'm gonna take them. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna get plus money. So, so you said you saw the odds initially at around like two seventy five on hypothetical matchup markets. No, I'm 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 just looking at straight futures right now that are open. Oh, okay. And so I figure if they're dangling a minus two seventy five for Denver on the on the future, you, it the their straight series price isn't going to be far off of that. No. Yeah. Uh, personally, I assumed 
or I'm assuming if Denver does play Miami, let's assume Miami sweeps. We'll talk about that game in a second. I think Denver would be around minus 300. Really? Should I think they would. Oh, okay. Should they? No, they should not be. But you have to keep in mind what the Heat have been priced the entire way through. Think of all the series prices and think yeah. of the fact that Boston has been favored in basically every game of this series. Miami won game three by 20 and change, and they're only laying one and a half in game four. Clearly, the advanced numbers and whatever the algorithms sportsbooks are using, they hate Miami. It's been the case the entire playoff run. You're looking at the Knicks price. You're looking at the Milwaukee price. Milwaukee price is reasonable because they were a playing team. I get all that. They were dogs against the Knicks, correct? Uh Yeah. And they were what? Like, what were they against the Celtics again? They were. Four to one, five to yeah. one, four thirty, oh, four to one. I, uh, four, I, they were four to one. Yeah, I got yeah, a plus four to one, give or take. Ticket. Like, let's go. And no, no, they're going through the games they, here. Four to one, a solid okay. four to one. But Boston don't you, is minus nine in game one, minus nine in game two, and they're minus four and a half on the road in game three. Clearly, whatever the odds makers are using with their metrics or analytics, whatever, however they determine their lines, they hate Miami. So yes, I do expect Denver to be a massive favorite in the finals. Should they be that big of a favorite? No, because Miami's proven them wrong every step of the way. But if I had to guess what the price would be, I think 300 sounds reasonable because Denver also gets, I can't even say rest matters anymore because you're about a week off. But I do think Denver will be around 300 if I had to guess. I mean, ESPN's uh, advanced analytics system still likes the Celtics to win 37 72%. Well, yeah, seventy-two percent chance good. to win the, the series down three nothing. The pre, the, the pre update, but but even even once they fix their whatever their glitch was, they still like the Celtics at thirty-seven percent. So obviously you're right. The analytics just hate the Heat. That's once again, all- I wouldn't price it that way, but I'm not going to suddenly say to the Heat, "Well, they've been massive dogs or dogs in every series. They've dominated every opponent they faced, and now suddenly they're going to get respect against a two-time MVP that just swept the Lakers." I think they'll be around like plus two fifty on the price market. If I had to guess there's value on Miami, but I do expect Denver to be a pretty massive favorite in the funds. Guess we'll be on Miami again. Sean. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) if they're going to be over 200, uh, I it's going to be tough not to be on Miami, but let's get to game four backs against the wall for the Celtics. They are on the road. They're finally a dog here in the series. Plus one and a half total sitting at two sixteen. money line plus 100 heat uh, minus a one twenty on the money line. Scott lets you go here. What do you, what do you like in this game? I'm taking Miami simply put. Yeah. Uh, I want to make a case that we're not going to get two sweeps and we also might get two sweeps in hockey, which is especially bad. It's really just a bad time for series (laughs) and sports right now. Real quick. quick, Why can they not move up the finals date? I don't get it. Like the stadium isn't going to be used by anything concert. Like you you can't move it up. I don't understand why you can't move the NBA finals. TV. Yeah, but just tell them it's going to be on a different day. Like, what are they? What are they preempting? Like, desperate housewives? I, I don't understand why we cannot just start the finals early. You're going to have to get Adam Silver on the show to talk to you about that because <laughs> I, I don't have the answer to that question. But I do know, for the sake of game four, I'm taking the Heat. Simply put, I witnessed the team completely roll over and die when they walked into an arena in game three. Yeah. At no point were they close in that game. It's one thing if games one and two, or even the Lakers in their first three games. At least they hung around. They had a chance to win some games. The games were competitive. They were in the balance at some point. Boston showed up to an arena in a must-win game and immediately went down double digits in roughly the first seven minutes of the game and basically at no point cut it to within single digits for the final, what, 40 minutes of the game? It was a team. It was a death. That's what it was. At no point did they try. 
At no point did they show any heart whatsoever. And yes, I know Missoula might have lost the locker room and you can make arguments about that stuff. And if he's totally at fault, I'm not saying Missoula is completely innocent. I think he's a bad coach. But a lot of this is based on personnel as well in terms of the roster, because we've seen Boston even in the Warriors finals last year. They rolled over when Curry had that massive game in Boston. Boston never recovered from that. They're a mentally fragile team, and it seems like they've completely quit on the season. So (laughs) I'm going with Miami. I think Miami's not going to want to play around with it. I think they're going to want to end it, get the rest. And I think Boston, if they go down early, you will see a repeat of game three. I do not believe Boston is mentally equipped to come back from double digits down. I think they need to start off early, start off well early, and even if they do, they can't close. So until Tatum makes a shot in the fourth quarter, I'll take Miami. Yeah, Tatum needs a coach that's going to ride him. I don't. I don't know if uh, Missoula. Well, a lot of NBA guys do, but they don't. It, besides Tatum, Jalen Brown's <laughs> been atrocious in the series, and I feel like not enough people are talking about it. Well, you know who was talking about it, Sean. Uh, oftentimes during the the playoffs, I, I'll turn on alerts for certain people's tweets, and this man, Mister Irvin Magic Johnson. He, uh, if you don't follow him, highly recommend at Magic Johnson. He just spits hot, hot fire. Uh, if you want a recap of events that you watched about an hour and a half ago, he's the perfect follow for just, you. Just pure, just pure, unadulterated. It's like an encyclopedia if it could tweet. Basic facts. Well, listen to what he said about the Boston Celtics. In my 44 years of being associated with the NBA, I never thought I'd see a Boston Celtics team, a franchise with 17 championships, quit. I know the Celtics fans all over the world must be disgusted and devastated. And here we go, Scott. This part parts for you. The Miami Heat blew them out 128 to 102 in game three. Period. <laughs> I mean, he this is this is all time. Like this Missoula's fired already. Why why do you even let him coach game four? Why do you will let him he coach finish, game four? Will he finish I mean, the game four as the coach? Leave him on the tarmac. Games music just starts I mean, walking down the tunnel. <laughs> Scott Foster him. Let him leave him on the tarmac. I mean, you're, this is the guy you gave an extension midway through the year because y'all were having a good year with the same bunch that you had last how, year. How I much mean, did they give him? Uh, I, what did I they give him the extension? It, by the way, like thirty games into the year. Like yeah, it was about. They weren't even halfway midway, through, I think. and he definitely uh, has a multiple year. I don't know the number, but I'm I pulling know it's it up. Multiple years, and so, hey, I mean, that's your guy. I doubt that they. I actually don't think they're gonna fire him over the course really? of the off season. I think really? if he gets fired, he gets fired when they come and they have this same energy in the regular season next year, and that's when he gets fired. I don't mm. think he gets fired in off season, but I'm. I mean. I don't need to say what side I'm on. Everybody knows what side <laughs> I'm on. Why would I yeah. switch? I'm up also on the heat. What I will say is that the heat being favored could possibly be bad mojo. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't hate that. I, I wanted them to keep the mojo going with the heat continuously being dogs. They decided to switch it up. And yeah. so. It's only one and a half, but I know what you're saying. I'm I'm locking it up. Give me the heat minus one and a half. Kramer, I assume you're riding with the heat culture. And you nailed it, right? The writers are on strike. Uh, they're completely clueless on what to do right now. So we're gonna. I get do want to ask though, since everywhere. we talked about Missoula just quickly. Once again, I think that he's not a great coach. But if you had to break down the percentage of blame here, a lot of people are solely blaming Missoula for no. the reason why this team has struggled. Can we just acknowledge that Tatum and Brown have no leadership qualities uh, whatsoever? Let, like let that's me... definitely a part of it. There needs to be more criticism on the players, as far as I'm concerned. 
because it took a Tatum superhuman fourth quarter when he was also pretty brutal in that Philly series for a decent portion of it before he woke up in that final game. Once again, I'm not making excuses for Missoula, but at some point, coaches coach and players play. And the star players for Boston have not shown up in this series, and I feel like they deserve more of the blame than Let me tell you, they're currently getting. This is fucking, this is youth sports. This is AAAU culture. I think participation I said, trophy. The, no, the, not participation. This is when there's a problem, it's always the coach. I'm going to oh, go find okay. another coach. The coach isn't doing the right thing for my kid. The co- it's always the coach. So why, why Jason Tatum, this was the this coach's punk, fault. this <laughs> punk little bitch, private school pussy comes in the league and w- guess what? Guess what? Whose fault it is. The coach, this is 98% Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and the player and the rest of the players who are getting, they're getting punked by undrafted guys in the NBA. Like that's really hard to do. He I always uses the coach of the scapegoat, but the point is at some point you got to look at Tatum and Brown and go, you've had several chances to step yeah. up on big stages. Tatum has had a big game seven against Milwaukee or a game, big game six against Milwaukee last year and a big game seven against Philly. You take those two games out of it. He's really just been a pretty underwhelming playoff performer, especially in big moments. And Brown has really had turnover issues. And that's been an issue for his entire career. Once again, I just think those two guys aren't wired properly to lead a team to a championship. My my, my experience is pretty much solely uh, girls and 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 soccer, but a lot of times when you go after the 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 other team's quote unquote alpha, and you just you just make a little make sure they know you're there, make sure you know you're going to provide a little friction for the next ninety minutes or whatever the game you're playing is. A lot of times they go away. A lot of time, the times the best actually haven't had to deal with a lot of friction. They haven't had to deal with a lot of adversity. They haven't had to deal with the feeling of I don't want all this pressure to take the shot. Did you just give potato. us your game plan for Saturday? <laughs> I was yeah. a mix between a game plan. Hopefully and the opposing uh, from like what, yeah, like yo, a Will I'm Ferrell ready to go. I'm ready to go on the field and go out there well, right now. Like, you're, you're, so do, you need, I, do you need a, a ninth person? I'm gonna save this for a future episode. But th- this past weekend, I did get into a bit of a, a situation on a youth sports field. But I will say, in a previous uh, couple seasons back, I did actually. Uh, this one coach got very upset with me because I essentially like had someone man coverage in soccer, their best player, and the girl the girl backed down like a coward, and the coach didn't think it was uh, very uh, gentlemanly of me to play that kind of soccer. But I broke we broke her, and that's what you happened with Jason Tatum. Ryan's Ryan's bragging about breaking a girl in soccer, well, and you. I'm well, glad. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys I, had the I same didn't, reaction. I didn't break him. My players <laughs> broke him, but the strategy was right. Win. Yeah. And 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 funny enough, Scott, this she will be bleeds a, like we bleed. This will be a good way to end this point because Sean, you wouldn't believe it. I got into it with with the coach. That's uh, usually you pretty die. pretty oh, calm and mild mannered. I'm very calm, and 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 Calmer I got it, are, I got into it with this guy over the idea that the team should be trying to win the fucking game. Mm. Like, don't I'm imagining don't s- you as like the movie tyrant coach at the final <laughs> game going, if we lose this game, none of you make the team next year. And you're like threatening to no, take away no. the roster spot. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the t- I'm definitely going to be, I'm talking a lot on the sideline, a lot of positivity, but I'm also, I'm, I'm right. Eyes, eye contact. And I'm, I'm asking you to work. Your job. For the record, I'm on your side. If I'm yeah. if I'm dedicating that much time to a sports in any capacity, I'm trying to win. I'm not wasting all my time <laughs> to do nothing. So yes, I'm with you on this one. But it does sound funny when you talk about 
aggressively game planning to mentally break a oh, person. Right. He ran sports. a box of one in soccer. Yeah. Like he yeah, ran yeah. a box of one in soccer. Oh, it's excellent. <laughs> it's really insane. It's I Look like at, it though. You gotta, you know, you gotta push well, the envelope trying to win. Here's the dirty secret of youth sports. It is about having fun, but kids have fun when they win. Mm. Yep. Let's go. Vince Lombardi over here. Uh, all right, uh, Jimmy Butler, only private school pussy that we fought with. Ooh, oh, well, yeah, that's true. That is true. He's the exception. And uh, I'm seeing some uh, early lines from offshore that the Nuggets, to to Scott's point, are looking at minus three hundred Heat plus two sixty on the dot. It was it was three hundred. Uh, yeah, according oh, to let's uh, go. Why are we surprised? Big, I mean, come on. <laughs> The sharp himself. It's so disrespectful for the heat, but I'm just, I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. I, 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 you know? I guess I'm just surprised. I thought there'd be some market recognition uh, of what they've done in this playoffs and the, and the price would be a little different. I guess not. I guess people are going to keep down the heat. Uh, but again, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. They still have to win this game for Terrell. Any, uh, any player props, any other side action here that jump out at you for heat at Celtics or sorry, Celtics at heat. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm taking Jimmy Butler over two and a half steals and blocks. Oh man, he's uh, been awesome with that. Yeah, and I mean, it's really just the fact that Jimmy Butler is playing against the Boston Celtics, and the Boston Celtics have a player in <clears throat> Jalen Brown who is incapable of dribbling the ball ten times without turning the ball over. Not to mention, everybody else on the team has turnover issues throughout this playoffs as well. So. Jimmy Butler has active hands. He's always forced them into it. And he's actually in their head at this point. I think that if Jimmy Butler actually blinks at them three times, they yeah. may just give him the ball and let him go back <laughs> down. Oh, so he's, he's, he's I'm, just I'm living continue right to go with the prop. And just so, just so we're clear, I think it's fa- more fair to evaluate basketball players on the status of their high school, not their college. Jimmy Butler, of course, full ride to Marquette, but went to Tomball. Public high school in Texas. Also hit a junior college on his way. Meanwhile, Jason Tatum, what did he do? <laughs> Fucking Chaminade. Where's that? Uh, it's a private school in St. Louis. All right. Uh, Scott. So just, just wanted to just give Jimmy. Butler. I mean, that shirt. I like wore. how you just knew exactly where Chaminade was, either based on research or no, you've he done was searching similar. this entire time. Um, yeah. Wikipedia. He was over here. Quick access to Wikipedia at all times. Um, I mean that shirt. I, I don't need to know his college when I saw him rocking that shirt. Uh, first game. Uh, Scott, what do we got? Player prop for Celtics at Heat. I feel like for this one, I got to just stick with the guys on Boston who've been mentally broken this entire series. I got to link to Jalen Brown unders at this point. Yeah, I don't know if he's already focused on the contract, where he's going to play next year, vacation plans, but he's not focused on basketball right now because he's looked just completely lost. And the lack of intensity has definitely been on full display. I don't mind the under for his points, maybe threes. I'm not saying that he's going to have a like a LeBron or Kobe like pat pass only game where he just mentally checks out and maybe he's trying to make a statement that he's just not going to shoot the ball. But I am not sold on anything Brown has done, and I'm not expecting him to suddenly figure it out in Game Four <laughs> after the team got buried in Game Three. I'm leaning to his unders. I think Horford might struggle too after Butler hit him with the timeout at center court. <laughs> it would lean to Vincent overs for Miami. I thought Vincent found his footing with that big shot he hit in game two, carried over in game three. He led the entire game at scoring 100 to one shot for him to be the leading scorer in game That's three. That's crazy. I'd, I'd probably look for his overs as well. Tatum rebounds was actually the only over that I won. 
in game three, he had 10 rebounds in the first half and zero in the second half. I'm not sure how he pulled that off, but he still went over. I'm st- I'll still th- I will still go with the over for Tatum rebounds. Even if you don't like Tatum and you question his overall intensity late in games, he still has been good at rebounding, and Boston has tried to go smaller, and as a result, Tatum should have opportunities. I would still take Tatum over because unless they get completely blown out, it's the final game of the season. I'm assuming I'm assuming Tatum's going to play 45 plus minutes in this game. So I'll go with Tatum rebound over. I want nothing else to do with Tatum. I think there's a small risk that Tatum is the kind of dog that needs to be backed all the way into the corner before it will show its teeth all the way. 5% chance. That's the case. Mm. 5% chance. The other 95% is uh, did these guys stay down in Miami uh, for a night? It's a good yeah. question. Yeah. But I mean, okay. Brown they, might. Who knows? Yeah, they typically do, right? There's a team in the. Okay. Yeah. Well, when, you're just, on a, when you're on a playoff, when you're in the playoffs on the road, you stay. So you know? here would if be Horford my. Has three more of those outfits. He might stay in Miami for another couple weeks. I was going to say. <laughs> they, He's got his, he brought his vacation clothes. Listen, if I. What, what did Lawrence Taylor used to do back in the day? <laughs> He'd send cocaine and hookers over to the I was going to say cocaine. Hotel. Yeah. I'm yeah. on the same page. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Yes. You see how prepared he is to talk shit? You see how. Uh, coordinated almost 35. almost like a touchdown dance. He's so coordinated right now in his is he return serve on all shit talk. I guarantee that this team will not the Boston will be doing things to lead them to not be focused. In fact, Just John, say, we we got to reach out to our Miami uh, after hours guy see if oh. the Celtics have been getting into any shenanigans. Because <laughs> if I'm the way they were dressed, like like it's almost like they were like going out after the game. And they all didn't have time to go back to the hotel and change. And they're like, just Are you wear, saying we should ask around gear. local clubs like live if they've already booked the table for yes. the Boston Celtics? Is that what you're saying? Did they book the table for before or after the game? That's what I want to know. Well, live goes up on Sunday. So if they if they went, it was after the game. That's live Sunday's mm-hmm. King and Diamonds Monday. If you know, you know. I see oh, Terrell. Wow, here you go. See, Terrell, you know. A, you know Club insider Terrell yeah. Furman. A, you know we don't know. And B, you know most of the people listening don't. Don't know, so I appreciate that flex. Uh, you're a, you're asking people for props, Sean. Yes, I assumed you were going to ask me so eventually. Just yes. just say Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is possibly going to give them forty in a closeout game. If he mm. he's petty, like he is petty king. Yeah. He is the petty dog. Yeah. He absolutely is the most petty dog. superstar ever. And you're telling me that he has a chance to sweep this team that beat him in the Eastern Conference Finals, and he's not going to give them 40 in the chance of doing it. He gave Milwaukee 50 to put them out in five. So, I mean, plus one, plus 30 plus points is plus 115. 35 is plus 320. 40 is eight to one. I, I would love to go down with Jimmy Butler if Jimmy Butler has a bad game. I, I yeah. think he's going to go. Off. I'm with you. So give me Jimmy Butler, 30 plus points. I'm going to co-sign the uh, Jalen Brown under 23 and a half. And then heat's heat adjusted line minus seven and a half, I think is like plus two thirty. So lock all those in for me. Kramer. Wow, you can get 17 and a half points to take Gabe Vincent versus Jason Tatum heads up. Oh, oh wow. Sean, that's a fun Sean way. It's actually play. a little bit of you're getting, wait, you're getting 17 and a half. That's a hell 17 of a and a half points. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to make that my, I, all right. So Gabe Vincent versus, I know he just had a great game and all that you can do uh Butler is plus one and a half points versus uh, Jason Tatum, but you uh, Jalen Brown. So I'm going to take Gabe's Vincent plus 11 and a half versus Jalen Brown. 
Gabe Vincent plus 17 and a half first Jason Tatum and Kevin Love and Kevin Love first bucket. 10 to 1. Is Love healthy? He He's starting, he didn't return right? After the first five oh, minutes God of the game. Yeah, he might, he might not start. Da, who, Go Derek Struess. Okay, Struess? No, that's not it. All right, I was gonna he's, say, I'm he's not sure Love's going to suit up. All right. But we'll see. Ma- Max Struess, 10 to 1. Let's go. That's it. Jimmy Butler, sweep. And uh, shout out to the the I mean really stupid to have a week of no basketball. Yeah. Well, Ryan, we this do, is like the XFL championship. We do game. have basketball, aka the WNBA gambling oh. podcast. Check that out. You can hear these guys on over there, and of course the NBA gambling podcast wherever you get your pods. Uh, make sure you follow Terrell on Twitter at reallyrell double underscore and Rychelle Radio. Uh, on Twitter for Scott. Thank you guys. Uh, appreciate you calling in and uh, make sure you R- real quick. I just, I, I, I know the WNBA gambling podcast is, is hard hitting journalism. I assume you guys are covering the fact that the, the sky ruined the return of Brittany Griner because ESPN <laughs> only showed me Brittany Griner highlights in that game. Well, that was the home return. Uh, I gave out the sparks <laughs> alternative line in for Griner's <laughs> first game, <laughs> minus five and a half. And uh, they won by like 20. Oh, something, hell so. yeah. uh, I mean, come on. What more do you need? It, it does. I, I'm not, I'm a TMZ WNBA fan, Sean. I, yeah. I, if you didn't know, it does seem like you can like the narrative stuff that the NBA has feels like it could translate nicely. I'll so give Griner a bit of props. So she actually has been good the first two games. The team's just not very good because they're missing their best player. So they literally said that we have WNBA finals level production for her first two games. I am only kicking myself that I didn't fade them in the second game. Yeah. Because WNBA finals level production in game one and two of a 40 game season is pretty insane. Wow, they play 40 games. That's crazy. Yeah, they added a, they added like five more games or four more oh, games. They're so doing they're ruined just like they ruined the NBA. We don't <laughs> Too need many all games. these games. Less games, more uh more, more brackets. More brackets. All right. Make sure you Smash. that subscribe button, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash edge, where you can double your bet with no interest. Always appreciate you guys calling in. And uh, thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Sean, have a great night. Kramer, let it ride.